0: We return to
1: Oilers Now with
0: Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down?
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 63010. Back to a lot of your texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line today. Numerous ones have come in about Jake DeBrusque, who is a healthy scratch today of the Boston Bruins. You're listening to Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer with you, along with Brendan Escott. And we are going to head off right now, as it is currently 134 at Edmonton, with our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Wilhawk is available. You can search them at Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show... And Oiler's second-round pick in the 2018 NHL entry draft from the Bakersfield Condors, Ryan McLeod. Ryan, it's Bob. How are you doing? You good? How are you? Good. Uh, I, I guess I would be good if I was in uh, your situation. You're on the hottest line in the American Hockey League right now, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're playing center. You're not playing on the wing, but you, Tyler Benson, and Cooper Marody combined for 19 points in the two games on the weekend. You had uh, a big weekend, to say the least, uh, with six points. So did Benson, and uh, Marody had five goals. What's working for you guys right now?
1: I think we're just clicking really well. Um, our team is, you know, we started off a little bit rough. We went no 0-5, but I think, you know, as a team, we're coming around, and um, we're just clicking well. I think our line, you know, we have a lot of strengths. We have played each other's strengths, and I think uh, we kind of know what each other brings to the table, and we're just kind of playing to those, and it's, uh, its you know, it's working really well right now. Do
0: you like the fact that Jay Woodcroft is committed to you playing center?
1: Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. Um, obviously, it's it's a tough, tough thing to do as a young guy in the, in American hockey. You know, coming in, and playing center, like we've been playing, like you know, big minutes, and we playing in our our zone a lot. Like they want D zone draws, so. And I'm really, uh, you know, really happy that he's showing confidence in me and uh, putting me out in the situation.
0: What is the biggest thing that the management with the Edmonton Oilers organization pushed uh, your way in in the off season from the conclusion of when you were in town last August and said, Ryan, these are the things you need to do uh, if you're going to develop into an NHL player. What sort of things did they sort of reinforce with you?
1: Um, I think they want me to, you know, play a lot harder. I play uh, you know, more in the middle of the ice and uh, face-off is a big thing, too. I think... You know, for me playing, like, on the, those, uh, you know, more bottom-line bottom, uh, bottom line guys, uh, you need to be, like, you know, really uh, really good in the dot, and I think I'm uh, you know, really trying to work on that this year and, and hopefully uh, yeah, hope it uh, starts coming around.
0: Well, how do you think you're Like, what are you at? Are you at 50% in the face-offs? You're a left shot. Are you at 50% right now?
1: Yeah, I play around there. Uh, you know, obviously there's room to improve. Uh, yeah, it's a tough league. I play, you know, against a lot of the older centermen right on the other team, so uh, – you know, they're they're great players and they they they, uh, they own the dot so it's uh it's been a good challenge and I'm uh and you know, I'm working on it. Has
0: there been some help with some guys like Brad Malone and Adam Cracknell that have uh, played in the National Hockey League and are currently down on that AHL team?
1: For sure, I think uh, you know I had a chance to play with for, Brad for two years now and uh, you know, he's been like a huge uh, mentor to me. Um, he's always kind of like around trying to help me out and. He's just an all, like, all-around great guy. And, you know, Kraken, obviously, he's played a ton of games in, uh, in pro hockey. And, uh, you know, he's a huge help to have. He's you know, a great sentiment, too. So it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun to be able to you know, talk to them and uh, get their help on uh, my, my game
0: from the Bakersfield Condors, Ryan McLeod joining us, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. So look, we know you can skate, uh, and, 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 you know, you've got some skill. I think the thing that surprised me the most, I didn't realize, like, you can, you know, you're, you, you got a playmaker's ability, and that's something that we sort of saw over the, you know, and it, it it's intriguing. But one of the questions was the importance of getting into the guts of the game. You know what I mean? To be physically engaged as well, because you're not a small guy. Like you're, you're, I think you're about six foot two and a half and about 200 pounds, maybe a little bit higher than that right now. Uh, you know, are you finding that this year you're feeling more uh, comfortable, sort of engaging in those physical battles and and getting after it a bit?
1: Yeah, I think uh, you know, coming to this year. You know, in the summer, I was working a lot on, you know, playing, like, more in the middle of the ice and then, like, in front of the net and stuff. And I think uh, that was, you know, what Edmonton was kind of stressing to me a lot, they want me to, you know, be a lot harder to play against. And, you know, like, playing on the outside is not very hard to play against. So I've been, uh, you know, trying to just play, like, more... more uh, yeah, you know, kind of being more annoying to play against and stuff, and it's uh, it's been working so far, so I am keep rolling with it. All right,
0: so you got uh, a bunch of uh, Canadian teams with their farm teams in Canada, which means those players are in theory a little closer because of the quarantine, uh, you know, maybe than than uh, players on Canadian teams that have got their farm teams in the states. How do you keep sort of a positive focus and say, you know what, I'm going to get rewarded at some point if I keep. You know, busting my ass out there. I mean, because there might be some guys that go, well, you know, I'm I'm three weeks away from going up, no matter what, because of the quarantine rule, and then I'm going to need a week to get back in shape. So, what do you do to sort of, uh, you know, mentally to ensure that you're on the positive side of the ledger there on a day-to-day basis?
1: Uh, I think yeah, it's a weird year for everyone. Um, Obviously, it's it'd be nice to you (laughs) know not the quarantine if you're going to get called up and all that stuff, but. Uh, it's it's nice to be able to you know be down here also and you know kind of work on your game and not have to like really worry about um, like going up and down so much. I mean, obviously, would be nice to you know be up, but um, I think you know if you keep playing well, it's it's gonna like it's just gonna come. So I'm kind of just keep focusing on you know doing the things the right way and uh, you know hopefully things will keep happening.
0: You were in Edmonton at the start for training camp here. How different is it in terms of like is is California much more open than it was in Alberta when you were here?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty much, uh, I would say, more like normal than, than anything. Uh, I think you kind of just got to wear a mask like when you're going into a restaurant and stuff, and other than that, it's it's pretty open. So, I mean, that's it's nice, but, you know, obviously, you, you don't want to be you know, the guy to bring into the room or anything like that. So we've been uh, you know, taking things pretty seriously down here, and, you know, luckily we haven't really had many problems with it.
0: How often do you guys get tested down there right now?
1: Um, I think it's three times a week, and okay. just not on game day. So pretty much every practice, they were getting tested.
0: Uh, which one do you hate more, the throat
1: swab or the nasal swab? Uh, we're actually only doing the the nasal one down here, and it's it's, okay. it's not bad. I, I mean,
0: it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the throat swab. I gotta tell you, I did not like that one. <laughs> uh, we had to we had to get tested at the start of the uh, training camp as well, so that was that was no fun. Uh, yeah.
1: But, it was great. Keep going. Yep, i was just saying they're not great, but you know it keeps everyone safe, so it's it's nice to have it.
0: Jay Woodcroft uh, has Dave Manson there. Uh, he's got JF Wool there as well. Jay's you know Jay spent several years as Todd McClellan's assistant in the NHL. Uh, can you maybe speak to sort of how he handles the players and the approach that he has with the players and uh, how he's able sort of to engage with you guys because you went through a tough. You know, a, a tough year last year for the first half of the season. Then it got, and, and when I think of you, I also think a bit of Evan Bouchard, who really came on in the second half of the last year of HL. Is some of that have to do with sort of the approach that Jay has? Do you think, Ryan?
1: Uh, yeah, I think he, you know, he's he's a teacher as like a coach. He's and uh, he wants everyone to get better. He, you know, he takes pride in you know sending guys up to the the national Hockey league. So. I think for me last year, I came into you know the league and like not really playing the right way and you know playing like junior hockey style and you know you really wanted to get that out of me quick and I think you know the best way to do that was kind of to you know limit my leash. So I think you know once I kind of got the the message and started kind of you know playing more like a pro hockey game, I got a little bit more leash. And now this year, I think I'm playing you know a lot more solid hockey. So I kind of you know I'm playing more obviously and in more situations. So. You know, I'm, we have a great uh, – we have a pretty uh, solid relationship. So, it's, uh yeah, it's been nice working with him and uh, being able to get coached. by. I mean, he's a, he's a really good teacher.
0: Oilers' second-round pick from the 2018 NHL draft. Ryan McLeod, Bob Stauffer with you in Oilers now. The uh, Bakersfield Condors started the year 0-5. They've won five straight, uh, and they're rolling offensively. You mentioned he's playing – how much are you playing per game? Do You got
1: an idea? Uh, like probably around 20 minutes. Yeah. That's pretty good for a forward, eh? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's really nice. Yeah, are you keeping an eye on your uh, brothers as well? Yeah, for sure. Uh, my brother in New Jersey's been uh, you know been doing well. He you know, plays a really hard game. He's uh, been doing well this year.
0: Were you? And it did not. I mean, he's a first round pick. It didn't happen right away for him, did it? You
1: no. Know, uh, this is his first, I'd say, you know, full year. Yeah, you know, he played you know parts of the last two seasons up and down. So I like think he's uh, you know, he's really found his game, and he's uh, been doing well this year.
0: And I know that when you're uh, when you're around Edmonton, you spend a lot of time with uh, Evan Bouchard. Uh, do you keep uh, in contact with him as well?
1: Yeah, for sure. I've been, uh, you know, I talk to him pretty much every day, so it's it's been nice.
0: Can you maybe speak to how much he improved uh, during the second half of last season in the American Hockey League?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean a ton. I think he uh, obviously has insanely you know high offensive ability, but I think he you know really learned how to defend and. Uh, you know, playing his end, and you can play in kind of all situations now. Like, he was on the PK last year. He runs the power play extremely well. So it's uh, it was really nice to see him, like, come around and, uh, you know, play those big minutes for our team last year.
0: All right. Well, you make sure you keep Adam Cracknell and uh, Brad Malone in line, okay? Because uh,
1: <laughs> those, be those
0: guys need it. Ryan, we and, and also Ryan Holt. We should mention uh, Holt, he needs to be kept in line, too. So thank you for joining us here in Oilers now. Okay, Ryan? Yeah, thank you so much event that is ryan mcleod of the bakersfield condors uh his brother michael was a first round draft choice in the new jersey devils uh evan bouchard by the way final 26 games in the minors last year on a team that struggled a bit to stop the puck uh Stuart skinner's taken a quantum leap forward uh over the course of the last five games he's really uh uh posted some terrific numbers i think his goals against average is like one over the last five games he had a couple shutouts um uh, Bouchard, by the way, uh, four goals, 21 points, 26 games, plus two in the second half of last season. And I was getting reports, uh, from, <laughs> from former owners in the, in the National Hockey League saying stuff. I'm telling you right now, Bouchard's going to be able to help you guys out on the D. McLeod's an interesting prospect because he can skate. And it sounds like they've really committed to playing him in center. And when I mean he can skate, like we're talking a big time skater at the NHL level. Like, this guy has an NHL body and NHL wheels. Um, it's interesting that, you know, he's working on uh, penalty killing. They've got uh, uh, Brad Malone, who is a completely opposite type of player. I mean, Brad, you know, if, if Brad had uh, Ryan McLeod's skating ability, he would, he would have played 15 years in the NHL. Uh, just uh, unfortunately for uh, uh, Brad, he didn't, you know, he wasn't gifted with those kind of feet. So uh, bottom line is the Oilers have... Two forward prospects in particular for today's NHL. Uh, McLeod's like six foot two and a half. The other one's Dylan Holloway is six foot one and a half. Those guys can fly, and skating is going to continue to be uh, a a big part of sort of the changing dynamic of how the Oilers might be able to progress and grow. I mean, there is a distinct possibility in two years from now that we would be talking about McLeod and Holloway in the Edmonton Oilers top nine, and both guys have played center. Exclusively this year. Um, I don't know if either guy can ever become a top six center, but I certainly think both guys can become top nine players. That would give the team a bit of size and uh, speed up front to complement the likes of a, a McDavid, a uh, a Yarvey, who's emerged. And you've seen how quickly it can change for guys. Because realistically, I think most of the people listening to Oilers now right now did not envision seeing the Yesa R.V. that we've seen through the first 27 games of the season. I mean, he's got seven goals in his last 15 games. He plays in straight lines. He competes in the puck. He's an excellent forward checker. He backtracks. And where is he going to be at at 25? He's still only 22 years of age. Yamamoto right now is playing with two of the best players in the world. He could easily go on a bit of a run here. It's going to be interesting to see... uh I, I would think if, 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 I'm not going to speak for the organization, but if I was management, I'd look at bridging Katar Yamamoto for a couple of years. And the price point at Polyarvi this year and next year, 1.2 million. Um, they're gonna, he's gonna exceed that productivity level for that type of player. Uh, we're gonna get to some of your texts in this day in Oilers history, but not before I tell you. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online. Or visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The staffer recommend- recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. And Mr. Escott's uh, recommendation is the Texan, named in part because of his favorite NFL football team, which would make him one of three Houston Texan fans in the city of Edmonton. They might only be down to two if they end up trading to Sean Watson. Uh, more on orders now after this.
1: Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 630
0: Chat. All right, it's 149 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer with you, along with uh, Brendan Escott. We'll tell you, coming up uh, just after 2 o'clock today, the 630 Chat uh, afternoons with Jalen Nye. Apparently, there has been a record-breaking number of reports relating to child sex torsion and online sexual exploito- uh, exploitation in Canada since the start of the pandemic. Signe uh, Arneson from the Canadian Center for Child Protection joins Jalen Nye to discuss the reasons for this trend and what parents need to do. That's coming up at two o'clock uh, today. Into the Ashley Fine Flores text line at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Bob, uh do you think Yesapoliarve's agents switching agencies played a role in his return to the oil from Antoine. We've discussed this before. Yes, Poliarvey was represented by Marcus Leto. He still is represented by Marcus Leto, but Leto was with Acme World and they merged with Wasserman, which is headed up by Jeff Jackson, Connor McDavid's agency, who also has Evan Bouchard. Um has Connor Brown. He has uh Alex De two guys that uh Connor McDavid played with with the Erie Otters that uh Basically, willed themselves to become a lot better than people thought. Yes, in a word, Antoine. Yes, absolutely believe that helped the relationship. I also think having a mature general manager that had been there and seen that before and didn't overreact. You know, there were. I'll be the first to admit, there's a Henrik Borgstrom plays for Florida. I would have traded Pulley for Henrik Borgstrom a year ago. Okay, based on right now, I would have lost that trade because Pulley is playing like a top six NHL forward. And Borgstrom, I don't even know where he is right now in the Florida Panthers organization. Uh, there's something there of that player. I know what I saw when he played for Denver. He looked like a player. You can text us at 7804960063. Bob, would a trade with Boston make sense? Uh, the team swaps struggling players. We get Jake Tabroska and then send them one of Jones or Bear. If it's Bear, it opens up a permanent spot for Bouchard and also solidifies our top nine. Uh, the only challenge with that is the pandemic and the time in which uh, getting it done is done. You know, it's just, uh, and, and not everybody agrees uh, with uh, uh, going after Jake DeBrus. This text comes in saying, why give up something for Jake DeBrus when Dylan Holloway is about ready? De- DeBrus says this text is statistically a depreciating asset. Wanting the kid sounds like a homer bias. Again, you can text us at 780 Bob, when you were talking uh, about Ryan McLeod, does he have size and speed like McDavid? He's pretty fast to the point that in the prospects game in Red Deer, and I forget where McLeod played one of the preseason games. It might have been in Winnipeg, might have been in Vancouver. Like the opposition crowd was like, "Ooh, that guy can skate!" It was one of those moments because he had a he had a pretty good go. So. All right. uh, We are going to go into this day in Oilers history. It is brought to you by Dennis and Jason Laliberti and the team at New West Travel. And uh, back in the 630 Chad Studios is Brendan Escott.
1: And back in 2001, goaltender Tommy Salo recorded his second consecutive shutout, the 23rd of his career. The Oilers won their seventh consecutive game with a 4-0 victory at Buffalo. That was their longest win streak since March of 1987.
0: Yeah, they ended up winning nine straight games during that win streak. Salo had three shutouts total. George Larocque scored two goals uh, in that game is, uh Brendan, uh, we'll tell you that tomorrow uh, we're working on a special guest early in the show. Uh, We'll also have Brian Lawton from the NHL Network for Mattress Superstore, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey, and NHL insider John Shannon. For our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling, uh, what does Reed Wilkins have with Inside Sports coming up?
1: You will hear from NHL on Rogers uh, analyst Kelly Rudy, as well as Prince George Cougars head coach and general manager Mark Lamb. The WHL's BC division has the schedule out today. Up next, the
0: global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 630 Chad. Afternoons of Jalen and I have a wonderful, what day is it today? A terrific Tuesday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.